This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. He's knowable. He's knowable. Fascinating. Does anybody around you see that? That's what you're here for. That's what it means to be salt. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. That's what it means to be salt. That's what it means. That's what it means to be light. When I looked at her and realized God is knowable. Ta-da! That was an aha moment. You know what I mean? Wow! You mean He can be known? I want to know him, if he can be known like that. Do we show others by how we live our lives that God can actually be known? Our relationship with God needs to be evident to the world. This is what being salt and light looks like, as Pastor Robert teaches today. Who in your life needs to know that there's a God that loves them and wants a relationship with them? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts chapter 19 with today's message. There's a principle, a precept there that you can count on. You can be sure of it. If you want him to drive, he will drive. If you sincerely want Him to be the one driving, if you're willing to deny yourself, as Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, take up your cross and follow Him, He will lead. He will. Every step of the way. And if you're about to, you know, step off in the wrong direction and He recognizes you're doing it in good faith, you're doing it because, you know, you're just moving forward, doing what you know to do, then He'll get you back on course. You don't have to worry. He will guide you. He will lead you every step of the way. It seems that Paul, in this particular situation, he purposed in the Spirit. He was praying and and he he wasn't getting any clear, loud word from God. And and, and you won't always, you know. I I went through a, a while there where I didn't want to do anything unless I had a clear leading from the Lord. I wanted Him to speak to me so clearly like He did about South Beach. Sometimes he doesn't do that. Sometimes you simply purpose in the Spirit to do it, trusting that he will direct your path because you've committed it to him. Lord, you know I'm not trying to build my kingdom. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing what the best I know how here. And if I'm about to go off, I'm trusting you to not let me do that. And, and, and he will come in. He'll, he'll take care of you. He'll guide your steps. You can relax. You can trust him. It seems from Romans chapter 15, by the way, that... Paul's purpose is he purposed in the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. Several of the churches had given him offerings to take there. The church in Jerusalem was in a lot of need, and he'd been making that need known, and he had requested that some of the churches give an offering to 
to help support the, the, the folks back at Jerusalem, and they had done so. And, but there were others to take the gift. There was a, a small band of brothers, if you will, that were going to Jerusalem, but Paul purposed in spirit to go with them. And he did. You and I worry about missing God. There are three primary reasons that we miss His best. And if you're taking notes, I'm going to give them to you. Three primary reasons that we miss God's absolute best in our lives. The first one is indifference to His purpose. What if Paul had said, I can still be a Christian and have a tent-making business? I mean, if I just hire a couple of people, man, I can build this thing up. We turn out a couple hundred tents a week. Then before you know it, you know, I'll take the money from that business. And I, then, I, then I can do whatever God wants me to do. That sounds like a good plan. It might even be a good plan if it's God's plan. It wasn't God's plan for Paul. You understand that? It wasn't God's plan for Paul. Paul made tents along the way as he had to, as it was necessary for him to be able to be supported and buy food and have a place to stay. And often the government was paying for his place to stay, right? They put him up in prison. He didn't have to worry about it. He didn't need a whole lot of support. Do you understand? Indifference to God's purpose. Sometimes we, we, we just we set it aside. We're indifferent to the fact that, listen to me, we have been commanded to go and make disciples. It's not a suggestion. Listen, I know you got a lot to do what with your work and all, but you know, every now and then as you get an opportunity, maybe you could tell somebody about me. If you feel up to it. You understand that's not the way it's worded? And again, deliberate wording. Deliberate wording in the Scriptures. Go and make disciples of all the nations, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And I'm with you always. You will experience His power and His pleasure in a, in a way like you never have before as you share the gospel, as you go and talk to people about your faith. Talk to people about what He means to you. You don't have to be an expert in the Scripture. You just need to tell them what He's done, what He means to you. The first thing that God used to draw me to Himself was the realization that my Aunt Linda seemed to know God. It was a new concept for me. I'd heard the terminology, knowing Jesus. But when I saw somebody that, you know, it was like she met him for coffee a couple of times a week, and they hung out, and he told her funny stories about when he was a kid. Not to be irreverent, but I mean, it was that kind of dynamic. I realized this is someone who seems to actually know God. Like she could maybe even tell me what he smells like. You know what I mean? I can still smell my dad's aftershave from when I was a little boy. When he'd hold me, you know, and I'd be up next to his neck, you know, and I'd smell the aftershave. I can still smell it. 
some of those rich, sweet memories that we have. And, and, and I encountered someone who seemed to have that kind of personal intimacy with God. And that was intriguing to me. It wasn't that she gave me profound explanations or dissertations from the Scripture about eternity and, and about the doctrine of salvation and hell. No, I just I realized watching her over a period of time, she knows Him. He's knowable. He's knowable. Fascinating. Does anybody around you see that? That's what you're here for. That's what it means to be salt. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. That's what it means to be salt. That's what it means. That's what it means to be light. When I looked at her and realized God is knowable. Ta-da! That was an aha moment. You know what I mean? Wow! You mean He can be known? I want to know Him if He can be known like that. The second way that you miss God. Oh, and by the way... Before I move on to number two, 2 Timothy 2.4. That's where Paul said to Timothy, cautioned him and told him to caution others about the dangers of being entangled in the affairs of this life. He says, no, no good soldier is going to let himself get all entangled in the affairs of this life. Get all wrapped up in the stuff of this life. Remember, you're going to be there longer. Keep your priorities straight. Don't get all entangled in the affairs of this life. Because it'll cause you to be indifferent. It'll cause you to neglect God's purpose for leaving you here. He could have just taken you right on to heaven the day He sent His Spirit to live within you. He had a purpose for leaving you behind. Number two, rebellion against His plan. There are times when it's, it's not indifference. It's just flat-out rebellion. And sometimes it looks similar, sounds similar. It's like I had a family, another different family member say to me, when I made the decision to move to Miami and come down here and work with, with Youth with a Mission, this family member said to me, well, I just think I can serve Jesus. I don't have to go to Miami to serve Jesus. And I said, well, good. I do. I do. God's plan for my life was to come down here. Now, I could have taken the attitude, why, should I, why don't I have to go to Miami? To follow Jesus. Why, why do I have to go to Miami to be a Christian? I don't have to go to Miami to be a Christian. I can be a Christian in Macon, Georgia. Technically that's true. But I sure would have missed out on an awful lot of what he had planned for me. I wonder if I would have met my wife. Had my children. Thanks for tuning in today for another edition of Main Thing Radio. We hope Pastor Robert's teaching has encouraged you personally and brought you to a deeper understanding of your Savior. Right now, Pastor Robert would like to take a moment and share how you can be involved in the future of Main Thing Radio. God is using ministries like this one to reach multitudes of people across the nation and the world. And I feel so blessed to be a part of this virtual mission field. I'm also excited to see where God will take us in the future. I'd like to ask you to join us in seeking God's will for our ministry and pray that we'll keep our eyes on Him. Thanks, Pastor Robert. We'd also like to ask you to prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio financially. For donations of $20 or more, we have a special thank you gift to send you. This month's gift is Pastor Levi Lesko's book, Through the Eyes of a Lion, Facing Impossible Pain, Finding Incredible Power. 
Our lives are not free from pain, even when we're following Jesus with all our hearts. Pastor Levi's book shares how we can still find hope in this world that's filled with pain and suffering. For more information or to contribute, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. That's all for today, but join us again next time to dive into the Word of God, right here on Main Thing Radio.